From Bregman MD, where we're all about psych solutions, I'm your host, Linda Corley, and this is The Breakdown with Dr. B. Life is stressful, especially these days, going through a pandemic and now war overseas. Let's face it, just the two words, pandemic and war, pushes up the blood pressure. You know, for moms and dads, world events are tough enough to handle, but so too is daily living in general. So we thought that today we would delve into the subject of mindfulness, which is a necessary discussion. So let's delve in. Dr. B, let's start with the basics. What is mindfulness and why is it so necessary to practice? It's really a basic human ability to be fully present and aware of what we are and what we're doing. It's really being there in the moment. You're not overly reactive or overwhelmed at all. You're calm. And we're very aware of what's going on around us. Everybody has it. We all possess it. But we have to learn how to access it. And that's what we want to do today. We want to help everybody understand why it's important, how to do it, how to practice it. And it could be a real good adjunct and a little tool, you know, for people to have to help them get through, especially in high anxiety times like we have now. Okay, so before we get to some exercises, I want to talk just shortly, um, just a little bit about how mindfulness played in the psychiatric world. I mean, let's face it, when we were growing up, did you ever even hear the word mindfulness? I mean, you were told, mind your manners, mind your elders. Mindfulness is basically a new word in the American culture. So my question is, how are you incorporating mindfulness into your practice? You know, I was trained as a child psychiatrist, developmental psychiatrist, um, analytical psychiatrist, and also in a lot of eclectic behavioral psychologies. So when I started out, it was a while back, maybe in the 70s here, we really did all this. In other words, every, every time I said something to a psychologist, the first thing they did in that era was they taught them how relaxation techniques, they taught them mindfulness, and then it was an adjunct to the meds we had at the time, which sometimes uh, the cure was worse than the disease. The meds weren't great in the 70s, but we needed them. So we needed this adjunct. And so it was always there. It was an augmentation strategy that we used. It was a life skill. We need to really create an, a more awareness, and I think maybe today we can, that this skill needs to be taught. And I want my patients to know how to do this. Okay, and that takes practice. So here we are. We thought that today we would invite a life coach into our discussion, and I want to introduce Samantha Ray. And Samantha is a certified yoga coach. She's a Reiki master and holistic life coach who has studied all over the world, including Spain, where she developed her business. She's now back in South Florida, and she offers virtual sessions for her clients worldwide. Welcome, Samantha. Thank you so much, Linda. Thank you, Dr. Bregman, for having me here today. Quickly take us through uh, the ways that you 
achieve mindfulness with your clients? So there's so many different modalities to get into this mindful state. So it's really a matter of what resonates with each client. Some just very basic techniques that I would use or suggest to clients would be obviously yoga is a really great way to get your physical body into that mindful state to connect your mind to that as well, right? There's also meditation practices. The Reiki uh, goes along with the energy healing to help on that subconscious level to really relax your mind and realign your energy. And then there's other just very practical ways of doing this as well. One of the biggest ones for me is getting out in nature. So, you know, if you're at the beach with us here in South Florida, that's a really great way to reconnect with yourself, with the earth and to stay present. Or I also like going on hikes in nature. So if you're around the mountains, that's a really another just amazing way to disconnect because at the same time, a lot of times you lose your cell phone service there. So you really have to be engaged and be present with where you are. I love that. We, we brought up the cell phone. Dr. B, you feel being present for your child is of utmost importance. What is the number one distraction that parents are guilty of in this day and age? The kids think they're being played second fiddle or they're second to the phone. I would like to teach everybody today who has a phone and you have a kid. And look, the kids are into being loved and prioritized, not to be second. And what's happened is, and it is a sort of an addiction and I'm guilty too. I want to teach everybody some behavioral technique right now to get away from the phone because it's really damaging your relationship with your kid. What we need to do is, mom, just take your phone, put it on silent and put it away someplace. If the kid comes in or something, that's what you do. It's away and you put 100% because the phone's not there. And then you could turn it on and then mom needs to get used to that feeling of anxiety when the phone's off. That sounds yeah. easier said than done. If it was so easy, everybody would do it. Yeah, because we have an addiction to our phones. So Right. Okay, so you know what it has to be? It has to be a conscious decision that the parent makes before they confront the child. In other words, moms, if you're listening to this, you got to sit down with yourself and you got to say to yourself, have I looked at myself lately. Honestly, it really works. You could use it with your spouse too, okay? Take a look at yourself lately, put the phone away, and just do it and confront yourself. And then when you're ready, you'll take care of your child. And it's going to be a, a wonderful thing that you could do with the kids. Well, let's get very practical right now and hear from Samantha about a couple of tips or exercises to guide moms and dads to help them when they need a solution to stress, you know, helping helping mom and dad relax, to unwind and achieve the goal of mindfulness along with their children too. Yeah, I've got a couple of different really easy practical ideas to incorporate into the household that are great for adults and children alike. So one of my favorite things is lavender essential oil. 
and it's so amazing because you can use it for so many different things and lavender at its core is a very calming scent so immediately as you're breathing this in it's relaxing all of your senses and it's giving you that opportunity to let your muscles kind of relax and let your emotions relax so this is something that for children or even adults, because um, I, I do this as well, uh, putting some drops of this into your bath. And you could use it in a diffuser in your bedroom when you're sleeping. So you're breathing in that scent as you're going to bed. You can start getting children in the practice of putting it in their hands, rubbing their hands together and just gently breathing it in. It's beautiful, and this is what I do in my yoga classes at the beginning of each class to get people to relax. And then at the end of the yoga class, when we get into Shavasana, we do it as well. But it's so nice to incorporate in when, you know, there's stress in the house or you just want to kind of decompress and relax. So that would be one of my just very easy techniques. Now, where would mom get essential oil? This is something super easy. You could find it like Whole Foods or you could find it on Amazon. The one that I use is a premium therapeutic grade essential oil. If you want to find something that has a bit of a higher quality to it, um, but it's nothing that's really expensive. You can find a really great bottle for under $10. And it's so necessary and so easy. Helps you with sleeping too. Absolutely. I put it on my neck before I go to bed every night. It helps me go to sleep because I used to have really bad insomnia. And this is one of the tools that I use to help calm my mind before I go to bed. Another one I would say would be focusing on your breathing. And this is one of the things that we've heard growing up when, you know, you're, you're really upset as a kid and your mom's like, okay, take three deep breaths, right? Well, there's something to this, and this is something that we're bringing in a lot with our yoga practice and our meditation. And it's just, you know, taking a moment to close your eyes. This is really great for children as well. Just close your eyes, take a really deep breath in, and focus on bringing that breath all the way up. Mm, I'm breathing now. I'm doing it with you. (laughs) And then just hold that breath at the top for a moment. And then just nice and slowly, just release it and let it go. So you want to take this, maybe breathing into the count of three or four, whatever feels comfortable to you. It's nothing you want to force. Pausing for a moment and then doing the exact same thing and letting it go on another count of three, four, or whatever works for you. And then what I would also suggest is as you're having your children do this, ask them with their eyes closed, where is it in your body that you're feeling this, whatever the emotion is, is it anger? Is it pain? Is it sadness? What is it? Where do you sense that in your body? And this is getting them into this state of mindfulness where they're able to start recognizing their own emotions. They're able to connect with their bodies and sense, where am I storing this negative emotion or this, this anger, whatever it is. And they'll be able to start to feel it in their body. Something will start 
pulsating or something will alert them like, yeah, I'm feeling that in my heart or I'm feeling that in my stomach. And then just being able to have them put their hands on that area and just the sense of touch will be comforting to them in that area, even if it's their own touch. And then we all have this healing property to us, right? And some of us were tapped into it a little bit more than others. But I guarantee you when the kids will put their hands on whatever area that is, they're sending their own healing energy to themselves. So it's a really great practice to use, super easy, and it's teaching them how to get really in tune with their emotions and their bodies at the same time. Samantha, great insight. It's a psychosomatic issue, you know, because a lot of kids who have psychosomatic issues don't have good mind-body connections, and moms early on can do it, especially with your technique. Great idea. Very interesting. Well, you know, I recently did a lung cancer series and I spoke to a patient who was stage four and she did visualization exercises like you're talking about, Samantha, when she was in chemo and she would picture the tumor and she would picture in her brain of that chemo hitting her tumor and just like almost like a video game exploding Mm -hmm. it. And then her body just hugging hugging her you know her lungs and uh, you know to this day 10 years later she's she's living she had children and she accounts that whole healing process to what you're talking about healing yourself it's very powerful and there's something to it 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 works i think it's just incredible to teach kids at a young age to start to trust that in themselves you know what i mean and really teach them that connection that they can heal themselves i i love it well we all need to practice mindfulness whether you're a mom a dad a child a teenager these are good things to pack into our daily living well we run out of time and i want to thank you dr b always good talking to you and samantha thank you for giving us some really wonderful tips and tools to help us relax. Remember to breathe deep and have a great week, everyone. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. From Bregman, MD, you've been listening to the latest episode of The Breakdown with Dr. B. If you'd like more information or to speak to one of our top psychiatrists, just head to our website at bregmanmd.com to book a telepsychiatry visit from the comfort of your home. Hope you've enjoyed our latest podcast. Catch you next time.